Malaria. It's not a disease we confront much here in the U.S., but we seem to hear about it a lot. But what is it really, and how does it spread? Where does it spread? Do we have to worry about it yet? It's a complex answer. Malaria is a disease that is spread by mosquitoes. The disease is not actually caused by the mosquitoes, though, but rather a parasite in the mosquito. The World Health Organization reported 219 million cases worldwide in 2017 and 435,000 deaths. Malaria is primarily an issue in tropical and subtropical regions, which includes vast swaths of Central and South America, Africa, the Middle East, and Asia, specifically in India and Southeast Asia. The disease can be lethal and causes gastrointestinal and abdominal issues including cramps, vomiting, and diarrhea, alongside headache, high fever, and sweating. According to the CDC, mosquitoes in the Anopheles genus, particularly Anopheles gambae, are the ones that carry the parasite that cause malaria. Currently, malaria is only really an issue for people who traveled outside the U.S., got infected, and came back. But according to a paper published in 2017 about malaria-related hospitalizations in the U.S. between 2000 and 2014, malaria still imposes a substantial disease burden in the United States. In the 14-year period, there were roughly 22,000 hospitalizations, which averages out to over 1,500 hospitalizations per year for malaria, a disease that isn't even actively transmitting in the U.S., That's bad enough, but climate change is increasing the territory of mosquitoes, according to reports published by the European Commission Joint Research Center and in Communications Biology and Nature Microbiology. In fact, there are already diseases very much like malaria being translated right here in the U.S. The number of cases of dengue, which is like malaria in that it is spread by mosquitoes and found in tropical and subtropical regions, increased nearly one and a half times from 2011 to 2012, according to the CDC, and most of those were reported in Florida. Southern Florida specifically has the climate for mosquitoes and these diseases, and it was reported in Scientific American that at least some of these Florida dengue reports were from active transmissions, not overseas travelers returning, but rather transmissions happening in our own backyard. Malarial mosquitoes may not be knocking on Georgia's door quite yet, but if things progress at their current state, it is a logical next step to be concerned about the impact these mosquitoes have on our state, our very warm and frequently damp state, might I add. So how do we deal with this problem? Well, there are a number of ways to manage the mosquitoes and the symptoms once someone is infected, but there's one particular answer to stop the problem in its tracks genetic modification of mosquitoes. There are a couple techniques for reaching the end goal of eradicating malaria, but all seem to share a general method. Collapse the mosquito population. It sounds drastic, I know, but according to Michael Adding, an entomologist at the University of Georgia, I would say, I would say it's, it's, pretty, much, it's pretty much agreed that, that it would be a good thing to kill all of the disease-carrying mosquito species. Okay. Okay. Only for the species. For the one species. For the one species. Yeah. 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 And there are a lot of mosquito species. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's like an And there's only like three or four that actually carry yeah. disease, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah. That's what, so so maybe, maybe like if the malarial mosquitoes, you have one or two, one or two species that carry disease, mm-hmm. but do you have others that don't? Most others don't carry diseases, in fact. The Mosquito Control Association reports that there are more than 3,000 species of mosquito in the world, and at least 175 in the United States. Genetic engineering of mosquitoes would target singular species that carry diseases. One path researchers are taking is exploiting the double-sex gene found in the malaria-carrying Anopheles gambae. The gene does not affect males, but does affect females only when they receive two copies, which is called being homozygous for it. Females that only receive one copy of the gene don't have any mutation. So when the mosquitoes mate, the uh, um, the male mosquito has a little hooks mm-hmm. that grab onto the female, mm-hmm. and, here, and here they are. Here, you see, and uh, this is a uh, this is the way they normally are, and so they, they mate and hold it hold it together while it, mm-hmm. the sperm are transferred, and the females fertilize. Well. There's a, there's a gene that, that people have found out about now. It's called double sex. I think that's up here. And and um, so, so so the gene called double sex is it's it differentially spliced in females than it is in males. And I don't know if I can do it, but it's like here's a male, and in in the female there's an extra extra splice site. And essentially, what they found is that if they knock out, if they knock out double sex, and block with with a CRISPR Cas, then the females have these uh, mutations, and they still fly, and they come up, and they buzz around, they do all this stuff. But what's really cool is that the the, the females have a de- deformed, you know, so so essentially what the, the, they have a deformed mouth part. It's called the proboscis. And they can't bite, and they can't have sex. Yeah, yeah, so basically, like yeah. So, so basically, they, they can't feed. They can't feed on blood, and they they can't have uh, sex that results in offspring. So what 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 happens to it? And this this is a, a data from the paper. It's a mm-hmm. at all paper. So essentially, so you, so you start out, you release individuals into a cage population. And um, with with this uh, knockout, uh, with a double knockout and, and double sex, and it spreads through the cage population. And as it spreads through the cage population, you just get you don't get more generations of mosquitoes. As it spreads, more and more females have the gene in at least one copy, and eventually, all the females in the population have two. Those females with the two can't mate, and the population collapses. Keep in mind that this is not the entire mosquito population in a region, just the single Anopheles gambae species in one location. This kind of release is, of course, not without opponents. There are concerns about unforeseen environmental impacts if the genetic engineering ends up changing something other than the double-sex mutation. On fears, Adang said, I think what people are afraid of is that that even though we we believe that this uh, sort of CRISPR and genome editing and gene you know a gene drive based approach is going to stay with within one species 
Mm-hmm. We really don't. They don't know that for sure. Right. Adding, however, says that any changes outside of the planned mutation is unlikely because it doesn't do anything else. Like, it doesn't make the mosquito better no. otherwise. It doesn't it just do anything else. kills no. it. It just, it just kills it. Yeah. So it would be, there wouldn't yeah. be any, like, we don't think there wouldn't be any kind of, you know, sexual selection no. for or against... Because it doesn't do anything. It doesn't else. do anything. I, I mean, that's 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 right. If if it's a very specific kind of event that it's, it's happening. There's also the question of movement. If mosquitoes are moving due to climate change, as Adding says, how can we know that the modified genes aren't also moving into new populations? This there's this puzzle to me when I sort of think about these things. It's like, how how would this stuff spread? Why would anybody be worried about it? If the populations are, if it causes the population to collapse, would it ever spread? So conceptually, I think not. It's going to collapse the population in an area, and that's what you mm-hmm. want. So it's the, 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 the way I sort of think of it is that it is driving through the population, so it's spreading in the population, and then when the egg output comes down to zero, there's going to be no more. So it's really regional. So it drives, it's, it's, it's driving, but it's in this area, and it's going to, and then it's going to be extinct. As you pointed out, it's hard for mosquitoes to mate and pass on their genes if they're dead. Moreover, for the mutation to have any effect, females have to have two copies of the gene, which is really not likely if only a few mosquitoes with a single copy of it get into new populations. In some, adding said, like if, if people are releasing GM modified mosquitoes controlled malaria in Burkina Faso, that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. And so, while you could worry about maybe a little bit about the environmental consequences or ask about it, the, the environmental consequences of malaria are so severe, the health consequences, that it kind of minimizes some of these other things. Though I wasn't able to get a recorded interview with him, I also spoke with Dr. Jose Cordero, the Department Head of Epidemiology and Biostatistics and Distinguished Professor of Public Health, also at the University of Georgia. He studies tropical and subtropical infectious diseases, and of course, the mosquitoes that carry them. He said, quote, there are a number of sterile insect techniques that show some benefit for control. It is important to understand that these techniques have been successful in the control of agricultural pests, unquote. He also said that some approaches seem to offer a lot of potential in controlling and eradicating some mosquito species, which would then eradicate the diseases they carry. Especially important was his impression on how the real stakeholders, people living in these regions where malaria, dengue, and other mosquito vector diseases are transmitted, feel about the techniques for mosquito control. Though he does see some variation, he said that in general, communities seem positive about these new options for mosquito control. So there you have it, folks. An entomologist and a public health professor weigh in on genetic modification of disease-spreading mosquitoes. If this technique finishes the testing phase and is implemented, perhaps we'll never have to worry about malarial mosquitoes in our hot and humid Georgia home after all. Thanks for listening. And a message to all the mosquitoes out there. Buzz off!